You're listening to the Online Empire Academy Podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy Podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? Joshua Woodward here, your podcast host, and I am so excited to be here. If you've been shipping Amazon FBA, you know about the Avery 8160 address labels. The only problem with these labels is they're expensive. Well, there's a new player in town, and I'm super excited to announce that our podcast sponsor today is Yorba Label Company. They want to give you guys a 25% discount on their address labels. These are top-of-the-line address labels, and in fact, this 25% discount is on 3,000 labels. So stay tuned to the end, and at the end, I'm going to give you guys some directions on how to get that 25% off. Now it's time to hop in with our guest. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. I have uh, one of my favorite people in the e-com world, Chris Green. What's up, man? Dude, Josh, what's happening, man? It's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you, too. It's been a while. So today, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about, in, in uh, obviously, guys, if you guys have been following the podcast, you've kind of heard my rants and some of the things I've been talking through. And uh, actually, last week, I talked about, I, I'm not a personal parent, but like involving your family in your e-commerce journey and how important that can be. And having a, a group and a system around you that can support and strengthen you as you join on this journey as becoming a professional, an e-commerce professional, which is our goal. It's, you know, a lot of us are wanting to go full time or wanting to do this as a, a, a career instead of just a, you know, side business. And, and that's going to take the involvement of a family. And as I've gotten to know Chris Green and as, you know, we've, we've built this, this partnership and friendship. I've grown to know that this guy is uh, just an awesome, outstanding father, and he's done a great job at partnering family with his e-commerce career. And I wanted to just, I wanted to have him on to talk about uh, how he's done this and and what are some of the the, the tricks and, and tips to growing your childrens to be <laughs> your childrens, your children, and and your family to be successful entrepreneurs. So, man, please take it away. Just kind of share your story of how how you've involved your family first. Well, this is a really big topic, and I think it's a very timely topic because you know it's 2016. Uh, we have entrepreneur opportunities available to us now that haven't already always been there. Uh, so, you may have an, an entrepreneur. Uh, in spirit, who's 50 years old, who was never able to kind of go down the entrepreneur road because of practicality and family and commitments and responsibility, right? So now you've got the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. And is your family an entrepreneur family? Uh, Gary Vee says this, um, and I, I really do have to agree with him. He says, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. Hmm. Uh, and for a lot of people, there were, they were an entrepreneur, but they were born in a time where that wasn't something that was very practical, right? So now that it's more practical and they want to follow their entrepreneur journey or, or spirit or, or just, you know, 
their plan, maybe their spouse isn't on board with it, yeah. right? Maybe their children are young. Maybe their children are older and they're like, you know what? I'm, I don't really know what you're doing, dad. I'm not following this mom. And, and it can be a real struggle. And I've seen it where people, and I've asked the question from the stage. It says, who here has an unsupportive spouse in their business? Uh. And some people raise their hand and I say, hey, I, I feel for you. That sucks. And, you know, maybe you guys can, can talk together and kind of like get a little support network going uh, because it is, there's a lot that can be done. If you're talking about spouse, you're talking about, you know, changing from a, a full-time regular corporate job to being an entrepreneur. That's now much more practical than it was years ago to having kids, raising kids. You know, there, there are so many aspects of this. So I'm, I'm happy to share my experience. And if it can help somebody, great. Um, I can't speak to every experience out there because I don't have a non-supportive spouse, mm. right? Like my wife knows what we do. She, she doesn't participate uh, necessarily as like a full-time kind of working partner, but she understands it and supports it. Uh, and I have met people who have the, for lack of a better word, an unsupportive spouse and uh, I've seen the frustrations and stresses that that can cause. So anything that we can do to to kind of help and put in perspective today on this podcast, Josh, I think will really help people. I, I appreciate it, man. And uh, you guys obviously heard in my rant, just kind of talking about the, the place that Hannah has had in my journey and how she's helped me develop and structure this idea of what it looks like to be an entrepreneur and and not get sunk into products that necessarily won't work. She's so my voice of reason. So I'm excited to kind of hear, I mean, you're, you're so much further along than I am in my, in, in my entrepreneurial journey. And I'd love to kind of hear just first your process with your wife before we hop into your kids. Because that's really what I want to dive into, guys, today is, is specifically raising entrepreneurial kids and what that looks like. But before all of that, um, what is your journey with your wife? I know, you, I know you just said, you know, she, she's not necessarily doing it, but she is supportive and she has been a huge help for you. So can you kind of speak to that specifically? Oh, of course. I mean, going back to the eBay days, you know, it's like early 2000s. You know, I'm, I'm buying all this stuff at Home Depot, selling it online, uh, and we start selling on her account. So she's doing her own eBay stuff. She, she packs boxes. She lists the products. I mean, like, like she was, she was back then she was still in school and I was still working for Bosch. Um, and she was very much involved. Uh, but that wasn't what she wanted to either from like professional level or personal level. Like it was never like, Oh, this is just calling to me. Like people who are real true entrepreneurs, like they can't breathe without like following their, Mm -hmm. their plans, right? Like it's always in the back of your mind. It can actually be hard to have a job where you're committed and actually putting in the work because you're like in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, I got to get out of here so I can go like work on my book. I can go work on this, right? Because you're always thinking, right? It's like the entrepreneur kind of mindset. Um, you know, she did it because, you know, what she kind of enjoyed it, you know, and we made good money with it, uh, gave her a lot of flexibility, um, but she did want to help people, right? So she got a degree in, in uh, psychology and a master's in counseling uh, to satisfy her own personal desire to help other people, hmm. right? So, I mean, that that's her. That's what's inside of her, whereas being an entrepreneur and starting business isn't different in someone else. Uh, so it's a little bit, you know, again, to quote Gary Vee about being self-aware, about who you are, about who someone else is. So don't try to convince your spouse to be an entrepreneur. That's good. Right? Because there's a lot in between, right? There's a lot in between being two entrepreneurs in the same, you know, under the same roof (laughs) to an unsupportive spouse 
there's a lot in between who will say, you know what, I really don't understand what you're doing, but you know, we're, we're married and I support you all the way. You do your thing. And, and you know, even when I feel like I want to be critical, I'll, I won't say anything. Or just like you said, having someone to be this, this different eyes, critical kind of third party to be like, Hey, I know you, you really enjoy doing that, but you know, I'm, I'm not like an entrepreneur, but maybe if you did this and maybe that's the best idea you've ever heard. Right. It's like two heads are better than one, three heads. I mean, get people's opinions, you, you know, especially if you're in a, a marriage relationship where you're like, you're committed, like you're on the same team. Ultimately, mm. you may disagree on, on some execution points, but you're on the same team. That's good. So I would always hope that someone at least has that support, even if they're like, you know what, that eBay, that FBA stuff, that's so stupid. That's, an, that's the real unfortunate relationship when it's, it's not that they're just not supportive, but they're actually down on it that can be a really tough spot for, for an entrepreneur. And, and I said, I don't live that. So I can't give great advice on that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel bad. I, I feel for the guys that are in that situation. I think you said something really cool. You guys are on the same team. Like when the day's over, when all else fails, you guys are on the same team. And I really like that. I, you know, obviously both of us are in the situation where we have a supportive wife, but um, you know, for, for, for the people out there who maybe they're, they're, there isn't that same support. I, I think that that's it. at the end of the day, it's, it's finding that compromise. It's finding that middle ground of, Hey, we're on the same team. What does it look like to, to, to meet in the middle? Now insert children, you have kids. <laughs> what, what has that process been of raising kids who you're starting to see kind of have that same brain? Well, I, I do see it. And before we get on the kids, I want to add one more point to this, this spouse thing, right? What solves pretty much every problem I've ever seen is communication. Hmm. If you can communicate what you want and they can communicate back their frustrations, their, their admiration, whatever it might be, communication can solve everything. Because if, if you're married, like you guys are stuck together, right? <laughs> but you guys should always remember you're on the same team, Yeah. but you can also find that support online. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're not getting support and you're not looking for a supportive spouse online, you're just looking for support. We've got Facebook and Twitter. We can find other entrepreneurs that, that are kind of in our same you know, boat or same yeah. position. You can get that support online and communication is the key to say, hey, look, honey, it's it's 9 p.m. You're going to watch a couple shows and go to bed. I'm going to hop on the Internet and I'm going to work on my thing. I mean, entrepreneurship, I think if you communicate it right, can just be your hobby, Yeah, right? That's good. So your, your spouse might be, you know what? I don't really like what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Say, hey, you know what? Some people whittle wood. Some people, you know, some people have a wood workshop. Some people do this. Some people, I, I play around with businesses, hmm. right? And that's your hobby, right? So whatever comes of it, you know, we, you know you're each going to have your own separate life. Um, but communication is what's going to solve it. Don't go off on the side and be like, hey, I'm not coming to dinner because I need to you know, finish my book. No, you come to dinner because it's the right thing to do. You know, anyway, communicate will solve all those problems. Now, when it comes to kids, I can only kind of give you my experience because I kind of got thrown into it. I mean, I certainly didn't plan out uh, you know, to, to do eBay and then FBA and write books and travel and stuff. I'm like, I never planned that out. I fell into it. I can connect the dots backwards. But uh, I have two kids, uh, eight year old boy and six year old little girl. Uh, they're the best. They're awesome upstairs. They should be off the screens by now. They earn some <laughs> screen time, which is a, a word. Every parent knows now screen time is a, is a household word. And, uh, they're probably gonna do some chores or something. And, uh, you know, they grew up or David, 
especially grew up around product, hmm. right? Because I've, I've talked to people who have, you know, they've gotten in this business, they bring home like $8,000 worth of toys and it's in the garage and the kitchen and the living room, like it's everywhere. And the kids just want to open it. And I can understand that if a kid sees all these toys in the house that they haven't ever seen before, they just want to open it. Right. <laughs> and, and that can be a real struggle. I mean, my, you know, David and then later Abby, they grew up around it. So they knew, Hey, those, those aren't for opening. Those aren't for us. Uh, those are daddy's thing, you know, and I would always tell him, you know, at a very young age, exactly what I was doing. I say, daddy bought this and daddy's going to sell it on the internet. And you might think, well, don't tell a four-year-old what selling on the internet means to understand it. Well, they're not going to understand anything else either until you explain it to them. That's right. right? Like my kids just believe the, the internet, right? They've never like looked at a diagram of how Wi-Fi signal. I don't know how Wi-Fi signals work, right? <laughs> to me, it's kind of like magic. I just turn this on and it's connected to the internet. I don't know how it works. And you have to explain it to a kid. And they're like, what are you talking about? The internet. What do you mean the internet's in the house, but it's not in the car? Like, like, cause it doesn't, you can't see it. Right. So you explain these things to kids and they're smart. They will pick this stuff up. We say, we're selling on the internet. We're going to make money. And that's how daddy makes money so that we can buy groceries and we can buy this and we mm-hmm. can buy this and clothes and, and pay for this stuff. They understand it. My kids understood it. Uh, you know, they, they're, they get to see all the details, right? They're, they're here all the time. They see daddy on the phone late. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you get heartbreaking comment of daddy, you get off the phone, daddy can turn the computer off, right? And edit, dude, that'll, that'll hit you. But you communicate and you say, yes, as soon as I'm off this call, I'm not going to take another call for the rest of the day or daddy really has to finish this meeting. Um, because when you're like the entrepreneur, especially the stay-at-home entrepreneur, uh, and this is my biggest struggle with my kids is kind of getting them to understand how good they have it, knowing that daddy's home a lot, right? That mommy and daddy are home a lot. We're not, where's daddy? Oh, daddy's up and gone before you wake up and is home after dinner. Like, thankfully, that's not our life. And that's, that's, that was common life for most, you know, at least American families. You know, the head of the household, typically the man would go out and work and you wouldn't see them all day. Yeah. And uh, you'd see them for a couple hours at night, you know, and now my kids are, I say they're spoiled, but it's just the life that they know. They see me all the time. Right. I do travel a little bit, usually at least once a month I'm traveling, but this is a, this is a real true story. Went to Seattle one year, did not go to Seattle for another year. And when that year came up and I said, yeah, I'm going back to Seattle. And they're like, oh, again, I'm like, yo, that was like 12 months ago. That was like a long time. (laughs) They're like, what do you mean? You're going again. Like, like once a year was too much for daddy to be gone. And, uh, and I do, I do tell them a lot. I remind them, I'm like, daddy's here a lot. You know, I, I, you guys really should be thankful how, how much you guys get to see mommy and daddy. And I, I don't, do it like guilt trip, but so they understand that some kids don't get to see their parents that often. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a real blessing. And, and they're probably going to be like, you know, 28 years old. It's going to click in their head and be like, you know what? That was really cool. I, I just now realize how cool it was to have my parents around as much, uh, as much as they were. Cause I didn't realize it, you know, like some of the things that I look back at, I didn't realize how good I had it till I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Right. And you go back and thank your grandparents, but Hey, thanks so much for like always being there. <laughs> you just assume everybody has the same life as you do. And, and yeah. I, I can tell they're six and eight. They, they haven't seen a lot of like different family situations. You know, they, it can be tough. Uh, you know, they only know what they know. 
Uh, but it is our responsibility to kind of kind of teach them, train them, you know, and, and uh, you know, communicate exactly what you guys do, right? The kids should know what mommy and daddy do. But here's the big one. This, this is this is why, like, like you can't just make blanket statements about this because we're living through what again third Gary V reference in a row here, what Gary V would call the biggest culture shift in human history, mm. right? With what the internet has done uh, and is allowing people to do. I mean, I'll give you a dozen ways to make full time income uh, on the internet in in under five minutes, right? You just got to pick which one you want to do. Uh, and I'm very aware of the uncertainty, the good uncertainty, not, un- not bad uncertainty, um, and the different opportunities that our kids, I mean, think about your future kids, right? Like, we're not even talking, like, we're talking at least eight and six years more for your future kids. Uh, the world that they're going to live in, yeah, right, is going to reward entrepreneurs. Um, it's also going to reward content creators, artists, and any creative type. I am, I would 10,000% bet on uh, having way more opportunities to make full-time income. Um, and not for the sake of making full-time income, you got, you got to like pay your bills, right? Yeah. You have to like buy food and stuff. And if you can do that, then the world's at your fingertips. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to say, Hey, look, I know practicality. I need to work 35 years for one company, get my gold watch and retire because that's the only way to put food on the table. Dude, you can make YouTube videos and make enough money to, to live by the beach. If you want, totally. if that's your thing, if you know how to do it. So that's what I want my kids to really know. My kids may not be entrepreneurs. Right, mm-hmm. they may have no interest in either doing what Daddy does or doing something else, but I do want them to have full freedom and flexibility and opportunity in the mindset to be like, whatever I want to do, I can do. Yeah. And as a bonus to simply being born, winning the lottery of birth, for no better term for it, <laughs> they won the lottery of birth. They have opportunities even better opportunities than me and you have, right? And we're thankful. We're like, holy smokes, we can like hop on Google Hangouts. We can record stuff and live and put it on YouTube. Like, like that wasn't possible 10 years ago, yeah. right? Now we take it for granted. We complain when like, oh, the internet's slow, right? <laughs> I just want them to be able to fulfill their potential and be like, you know what? This is what I want to do and I'm going to be the best at it and have the opportunity to pursue their interests without being bogged down by practicality. One of my biggest questions to you was, uh, it was it was last year that your son wrote his book, correct? Yeah, 2015. He wrote uh, he wrote a couple books. So yeah, kind of tell that process because like that's huge. A kid wrote a book. Let's talk <laughs> about that for a second. Well, it, it is, and and uh, you know, I I selfishly, I'm willing to admit here, I'm selfishly, uh, you know, enjoyed the publicity that he got almost as a case study for when I explain the power of self-publishing. So I've got a copy of his book right here. It's called The Brownie Club. If you want information on this book, you can go to the website. Simply brownie.club is a new uh, website extension uh, uh, or domain extension. So you can just do brownie.club. It'll pull this up. And uh, it was based on a true story. He really likes April Fool's. So, I mean, you can see the April Fool's here in the... uh, on the cover. Ah. And uh, I got up with him that morning and I'm hopping on Google and I'm looking for some April fool's joke, something that'd be easy for him to do. And I find this joke called the Brownie joke where you print out Brown letter E's and you cut them out and you take them to school and you say, Hey, you want a Brownie? And of course everybody wants a Brownie. 
So they say, yeah, and you hand them a brown letter E, and it's like, haha, joke's on you. And uh, he, he, they did it all day long. All his friends thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. They were like pranking their teacher. They're pranking each other on the, on the playground. And they actually make up the Brownie Club that day to where they're like, okay, us kids, we're the Brownie Club. And, you know, we're like all in this together. You know, and this is second grade, right? So like super young, having a good time. And uh, I was like, you know what? That would make a really good book, right? Because it's a real story. It's based on April Fool's. And we can like, and this is where, you know, I know that I bring a little value with some creative ideas. Uh, we can print brownies and put them in the book. Ah. So people can cut them out themselves. We can put some downloadable links so people can print their own if they use up all the ones from the book. Because with the, what I know is self-publishing, uh, it kind of like led into all this stuff. Because I've written several books. You know, when, when you self-publish on Amazon, they print whatever you upload. So you put in brown letter E's, they'll print brown letter E's. Uh, they'll print in full color or black and white. So, of course, we do this one in full color. Uh, and you're on Amazon. You're searchable. You're prime eligible. And, and it costs nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, you have to create the files for the book. You have to upload them. You have to format them right. There's little little details in there, but it doesn't cost money. Uh, so he was into it. He was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. It was a bigger project than he probably thought when uh, he agreed <laughs> to do it. So we took a, a bunch of stacks of paper and we stapled them together. And we said, okay, let's, let's map this out. What do you want to put on the cover? What are we going to put on the first page? How are we going to set up the story? Right. Because like you have to come up with the idea first before you go here. So it was I mean, this is like not schoolwork at all. But I would say the process of him learning how to do this is more valuable than several weeks or months of of regular school. Right. Like here, memorize these whatever, you know, forget it. Uh, so we mapped this whole thing out. And then we're like, OK, now we need to hire someone to make the pictures. Right. Because I'm not an artist. You know, <laughs> he, he can draw, but he draws like a second grader. Right. But I mean, these pictures are all like, you know, actually good. You oh, know what I mean? Awesome. So how did we do that? We went on Fiverr. We messaged a few different artists. We found someone who was willing to do the images for 10 bucks an image. Once that file was created and I had to have a cover, uh, that's really all you need to self-publish. The website is called createspace.com. It's owned by Amazon. I wish it was named like amazon.com slash self-published. But you upload those files and you now have a print-on-demand book on Amazon. When someone orders it, this is what print-on-demand means, someone orders it, Amazon's going to print it, put it in a box, and ship it. Usually the same day. Prime eligible, super cheap. This book is like nine bucks. uh, And he gets $2 royalty every time that it sells. So any book that you upload, that's that's the process. You know, you're going to have a, a sellable product on Amazon where when it sells, you get a royalty. Now the cool part was now he has his own book. You know, has you know barcode on the back, glossy color cover. I mean, it's like a real book. Like you hand this to somebody, they're impressed. They're like, you wrote this, and he can go to libraries. He brought copies to school where he was like a hero. Uh, he's given copies to his friends and his family. Uh, he went. He took some copies to a bookstore. They put his book in the store. Uh, they had an author reading day. Uh, we emailed the uh, the local TV stations, and one of them called back within an hour. Oh my gosh! Now, I didn't set it up, but I knew this would happen, right? Like if you if you, I mean, here's what people forget about like TV and radio: they are begging to do segments all the time. That's their thing. We need to do segments. What are we gonna do a segment on? You give them a segment. And it's interesting they're going to do it. Now, if I message and say, hey, I wrote a book about arbitrage, they're going to be like, yeah, so what? Right? 
But if an eight-year-old messages saying, hey, I wrote a, a book and it's on Amazon, they're interested. So they, we, did a, uh, we did two TV spots. Uh, the newspaper came out to our house, took his picture, and did a, uh, wrote up an article about it. And, uh, and he was thrilled. I mean, that's when like the stars get in his eyes. And he's like, this is so cool. Like everyone thinks this is so awesome, but their frame of reference, I mean, everybody's child's frame of reference is going to be different. Mine are like, you know, like they've seen daddy write books. They've yeah. seen daddy on TV, right. Where it's like, eh, like, is that cool or not? And, but then when they are, they're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. So I, you know, forget the $2 royalties for, forget all that stuff. It's seeing them get excited and be like, oh, I get it now. I get how people get excited. I get how I can use this to do this. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then they're way more creative than I am. They can figure out what else they want to do. He wants to write a book now because we've got three llamas, which a lot of people know, but not everybody knows. <laughs> Wait, hold uh, on. Time out. You can't just drop that and then not explain. You have three llamas? We have three llamas. We've had them for at least 10 years now. We got them right when we got married. And uh, yeah, they're just down the road. You know, We post pictures of them every now and then. But the next book is going to be a Christmas book where like Santa lands in the llama field. And, like, and I don't know how we're going to do it, but the reindeer like are going to get distracted or something. And Santa's going to have to use the llamas to de- deliver presents. That's the and best. I think it's going to be a hit because it's Christmas. It's kind of like relatable. Like, like, okay, this could really happen. Llamas are just like that weird animal that everybody kind of like, aha, uh-huh, llamas. Like, remember the two llamas escaped in LA? Like it was on totally. the news everywhere. Um, so I mean, it's, it's early now, it's still February. So, you know, we got a few months to write this book, but he's excited about it. And I would give, I would support any kid. I don't care if you approve or disapprove of what they're doing. If they are creating something, right. If they are making something, whether it's art or music or books or Lego, I don't care if they're making something, encourage them to do that Yeah, because the future will reward those who can create, whether you're creating music, video, books uh 3d printed designs shirt images it doesn't matter if you can create that is a real skill and talent and unfortunately most of us have that taken away from us at least i mean you're a little younger so i mean i'm 37 you know older than me definitely you know even more it kind of gets less as you as you get younger but their creativity was squashed at school like like what do you want to be i want to be a writer no, be serious. What do you really want to be? And that just crushes little kids. Like, I, I thought I could be anything. You've been telling me for eight years I can be anything. Yeah. Now when I tell you what I want to be, you tell me it's stupid. And kids remember that. Yeah. And, they, and they take money away from art and drama and dance at school. If you're a dancer, guess what? You can make full-time money yeah. in the future. Today and in the future. I guarantee it. If you know how to use the internet. If you know how to use the internet, you can make money by providing value to other people remotely across the globe. If you just simply understand that value proposition, it, it's, it's so easy. But I mean, like I see it, right? And some other people don't see it. I want my kids to see it. My priority, absolute priority is for my kids to see it. Everyone listening on this podcast, I love all you guys. I want you guys to see it too. You guys are all in second position to my kids seeing this, yeah. right? I don't mind telling you that, but you guys should all put your kids first as well. Dude, preach. I love it. I think, I think it's so cool. And you're totally right. Like as you've been talking, like my, my wife uh, had, had trained 
in, in traditional dance and had worked so hard. And then, you know, just kind of the same thing. You, you, you always hit these roadblocks in your, you know, whether it's you're told that you don't want to do it or, or that you can't do it, or you just, you know, kind of lose that passion. I think that the, the role of a parent is such a beautiful thing and something I'm so excited when we get to that point and we're ready to have kids. But, you know, I, I love what you've done and you've encouraged this writer in your, your, your son and developed that with him and sat with him and said, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to work on. You know, hey, you know, I, I just I, I think that's so cool. My, my question, one of my questions was, I mean, he's making a royalty. What are you guys doing with that royalty? <laughs> it just sits there. I mean, it, it doesn't, it's not like a big bestseller. Uh, we could certainly like put in a little more hustle and, uh, you know, spend time during the day to get other people to care about the book. Um, you know, right now it's out there. It's on Amazon. Uh, like, no, it isn't a big seller. Uh, you would probably have more sales if you ran like a, like a, went to a local bookstore and said, Hey, let's have like an author reading day again. And, and you know, people can come in. I think he sold like 12 copies that day, right? That's 12 awesome. bucks a piece. Or, or 10 bucks a piece, so 120 bucks. And the cost on the books would have been uh, probably four bucks each, so 40. I mean, I mean, making 80 bucks in an afternoon when you're eight, right? You're doing a good job. Yeah, that's, that's a good uh, day. Right. I mean, what do you need money for when you're eight? Like, what's he going to go do? Buy a bunch of <laughs> Twizzlers or something? You know, well, I, mean, I take that back. He would buy like Nintendo games and. <laughs> Totally. Well, that was my question was, how, how have you kept him interested in creating more books? Well, we're at that age. I mean, like he's eight years old. Um, so he's got, you know, he has an Amazon tablet. He really enjoys the games and, he's, you know, they definitely like Netflix more than TV. Uh, they are big into Lego. So they love building with Lego, which I am. You know, if you want to play Lego, I'm going to let you play. Lego. You can build as much as you want. Um, and sometimes it's dry. I, I do have, you know, a pretty high end, I think it's called Wacom or Wacom tablet, uh, that connects to the computer. Um, I encourage them to draw on that. Uh, I encourage, he made a video yesterday of how to draw a panda. Like this was a real video that he made, how to draw a panda. So he had to describe what he was going to do then give each step as he went. And then like make a whole video in the end. Uh, now we haven't edited it, but I have shown him how to edit. I said, look, we're going to splice it here. We're going we're gonna to put this in. It's a fade. And then I play it back. He's like, oh, that's how you do that. I mean, these kids will pick this stuff up quick. I got him a uh, uh, how to learn mo- to program Java with Minecraft when he was seven. And he's making lightsabers and importing them into the game so that his character has a lightsaber in Minecraft. It's a little, I mean, that's a little intentional, right? Like if I get him a how to program Java book, he's not going to read it. But if you twist it in with Minecraft, something that he likes, then yeah, he's going to be very excited. In it. Now, I've talked a lot about David and not as much about Abby. Abby's two years younger. Um, she hasn't shown no interest in writing books. Huh. And I am very conscious of several things. One, being boy and girl, yeah. right? So like I've always said, Abby, if you want to play cars and trucks, you go right ahead. You want to dig holes, you go right ahead. And I said to David, if you want to play with Abby's squinkies and, and, and Shopkins or whatever, go ahead. Like, like I'm not into the whole boy-girl toy thing. Play with whatever you want, right? And for the most part, they are very stereotypically boy and girl, like like down to the letter. But they can play with whatever they want. But as I do something with David, and I can do more with David because he is a little older. I will always go to Abby and be like, Abby, whenever you're ready to write a book, Daddy will help you just the same as I help uh-huh. David. And this is honest, true story. She has shown absolutely no interest in writing a book. Wow. 
And that's okay. It, whatever she wants to do, I will encourage her and support her to do lots of different things. Now, there will be a point where I will, you know, push her to try new things. Yeah. Only because sometimes you're very timid or you're, you know, you don't want to try new things. You're worried about failure. Like I am very conscious that seeing an older sibling or your older brother have some success or be on TV can put a little pressure yeah. that, that's undue and unjust and unfair to be, yeah. to be, you know, the real word for it. But there's no way around it. Right. It is what it is. Like my brother is an amazing artist. You guys don't know my brother's story. I mean, that'd be a whole different thing. He makes very good money uh, as a computer graphic artist, game designer. Uh, He's worked on some of the biggest games, common household name games. You guys know. Um, And it was tough to grow up with that level of talent when I had art class too. And I had to draw this and my homework was to sketch this. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm ve- I'm well aware of it, right? But it was reality to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just not even going to bother trying because <laughs> his is, are incredible and mine mine were still good, yeah. But comparatively, they weren't right. M- yeah. Mine were awful in a comparative sense. Um, so I, I am aware of that. So I, I do encourage and, and want them to try new things. And and you know what? You know, I'm very thankful. Both my kids are bright. They're, they're going to have a lot of opportunities, but I, I think parents really do need to be conscious of it uh, with what they do and what they teach and what they expose their kids to because they do have opportunities. If you just go through the motions, you know, and, and without thinking, and all of a sudden three, four years go by and you're like, oh, shoot, I, I really wasn't paying attention to, you know, how interested he was in, uh, in, in soccer, hmm. right? Because like, I, I didn't have time. I was busy. Like, take time out. You know, here in America, probably a lot of American listeners, you know, we live to work. Yeah. Right. Like work is, is primacy in a lot of people's lives. Most of the other, the rest of the world, we work to live hmm. like, okay, we need to work because we, we need to make some money and, and then we're going to enjoy what, what that money does. We can go on vacation and we can, you know, per, you know, pursue our interests and stuff like that. So it is a little different cult- culturally. But just because you live in America doesn't mean you have to be a stereotypical American. Mm. You can do whatever you want. That's good. Just be aware. That's the biggest thing. Again, back to the Gary Vee thing. Self-awareness. Be aware of the time period that we live in. A unique time in human history. My mom was in the printing business, right? Hmm. This used to take a lot longer than 24 hours to produce, <laughs> right? Like I get mad when I can't get this the same day. <laughs> She's like, that used to take three months and cost $6,000. Totally. You don't know, right? And the merch by Amazon stuff, print on demand t-shirts, that type of capacity and setup, if you want to do it yourself, used to cost $250,000. And now we all get it for free. So just wait. And that's now. Wait till what my kids have in store for them, what they're able to do when they have access to excess capacity from companies like Amazon where they're already making a bunch of stuff, but Hey, we got room for a few more things. If you want to like send them our way, no problem. And wait for your kids, man, your kids are going to have so many opportunities. Your biggest struggle is going to be figure out what they're good at and focus them the right way. And, uh, I mean, it's a great struggle, but don't get distracted by everything else around you. Dude, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and and just all, all that you've been through and, and, just kind of processing through all this stuff. I, I know that I'm going to go back and listen through this and, and take some notes because there's some there's some golden nuggets there. Just that I want to prepare the best that I can for having kids. And for those of you who have kids, take the knowledge that that Chris has imparted. I think there's there's some key notes, especially about being present with your kids that 
that you know it's it's easy to get caught up in in how well your brand is selling or you know maybe with the struggles that you're having at work or you know there, there there's so many things that can distract us but at the end of the day it's the family it's 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 our 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 family that matters the most. And I, Chris, you, you've modeled that so well. And I appreciate you for the, taking the time to come and talk with us. Uh, again, if you guys want to go check out his book, um, his son's book, it is brownie.club, correct? Brownie.club. We'll get you there. And the, if I can answer any questions for people, probably the easiest place uh, people can find me. You can either find me uh, by email from my website, chris at chrisgreen.com. Or if you're on Facebook, you can message me through facebook.com slash Chris, C-H-R-I-S. And he actually will answer. He He's good about that and, and doesn't leave it. So yeah, <laughs> I do. It, it's, it's, I appreciate what you've done for this community. And again, thank you so much for sharing. You bet. Talk soon. See ya. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I so appreciate you guys staying till the end. And now I have that 25% off discount. So first, I'm going to have you guys hop on Amazon.com. Type in address labels. You're going to see the perfect peel address labels right there. And you can know it's them because it's the Yorba label company. And that's going to be the address label. Click on that one and then go into the checkout. Now listen click carefully. Here's the promo code. It is labels 25. That is L-A-B-E-L-S 25. And that's all lowercase guys. So that's going to get you guys that 25% discount. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about the Online Empire Academy or anything about this, this amazing label deal, go to the onlineempireacademy.com. You can go to our blog section. If you're listening on YouTube or iTunes or Stitcher Radio or any of the above, you can go down into the description section below and it's going to be right there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the OnlineEmpireAcademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.